0: Caroline Dowd-Higgins, thanks for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. I know you spend a significant portion of your life at work, so my goal is to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I am thrilled to welcome my very special guest to the show today, David Quick. David, welcome. Welcome.
1: Welcome, thanks for having me.
0: Oh, I'm really excited to launch into a juicy conversation, but let me tell our listening audience all about you. David Quick is the CEO of Helping Bulls Thrive in China Shops. He's a speaker, an executive, and organizational coach, a chair for Vistage CEO peer groups, and a culture index licensee. And he's committed to helping bulls thrive in China shops. And we're going to talk about that very thing by helping people who run companies work fewer hours, be significantly more successful and build stronger relationships. So, David, you are a three-time CEO and a recovering bull in the china shop. So, tell me about it. How did Helping Bulls Thrive in China Shops start?
1: Well, uh, Caroline, it started uh, with kind of this shift from being a full-time CEO at a specialty hospital bed manufacturer. We were selling those beds, and I kind of woke up one day and said, time to do something else and move toward consulting and coaching, and that's been a journey for the last uh, probably seven years and has been a great one. It's one where I really looked and said, hey, I want to give back. I want to have more opportunity to help other business leaders grow and had always been viewed uh, both by family, friends, and business colleagues as that bull in the china shop, had been... Uh, entirely focused on mission, vision, pushing toward results, and often early in my career particularly was you need to slow down, bring people along, and through some great mentors, uh, some formal programs, really kind of soften some of that, improve my leadership, and during the Vistage training on becoming a CEO peer group chair, so kind of running a group of CEOs, we're required to rehearse hundreds of times kind of our own little personal spiel, work on our personal brand, and out of that came this Helping Bulls Thrive in China Shops, which has, over the last seven years, grown to to, to, to include other things other than coaching, but it's just been kind of a unique way to focus on what I do.
0: That's awesome. And you know, thank you for sharing that aha moment that you woke up one day and said, this isn't enough. You know, I want to make a difference, perhaps doing something differently and and um, finding work that is more meaningful or, or meaningful in a different way. And you know, that bull in a China shop phrase, I think is something we've all heard, but just to, to use your words, you use the term bull. And I put that in quotes as a gender neutral word <laughs> That represents power and strength and passion that we all have. But what I love is that you're helping people steer and guide that and harness this power so they can thrive. So you, my dear, are a recovering bull in a china shop. So tell us us about that journey.
1: Yeah, it's one that I uh, talked about earlier briefly. But clearly, um, I had bosses turn to me and say, Dave, it's evident where you've been. Uh, the previous couple days, because I'm still getting phone calls about it. And um, I had, particularly early in my career, both in the Navy and corporate America, the tendency to just push blindly toward the goal, knock down walls. And I still get that occasionally from my, my loving wife, who will say, you're a bull in the China shop. But for the most part, the recovering part is with more focus and intent, move or step toward who and what I want to be. And that's kind of the coaching approach I take. So I have to take some of my own medicine every day and say, what does thriving look like? For me to capture that power, passion, and drive in a meaningful way, not only for me, but for others, it's it's this, what does thriving look like? How do I define that? What does that mean? And And how do I engage people in a very meaningful way. And so that's been the guidepost for me as well, which is it's always nice that you're focused on your own practice from coaching daily. So uh, I have to, to, to swallow some of my own medicine every morning.
0: Well, humility makes us stronger and it makes us better leaders and certainly better coaches. But I loved uh, the phrase, you have more focus and intent now. And I'm sure that's something you also help your clients discover. So David, quick off-road question in that um, you talk about the bull being gender neutral. I'm sure you work with men and women. And from my perspective as a woman, um, I I find that often strong, bullish women leaders are often um, called out more than men. Have you experienced that? And is there any, you know, feedback from your practice about how men and women behave differently?
1: Well, absolutely. I think there is a tendency to do that. And if I were uh, to share with your audience where my bull persona came from, it's definitely my mom. So I have that kind of strong female in my life. That's what's framed that for me. She was a school teacher, uh, rose to be a school superintendent, and now teaches graduate students here in Indiana. And um, clearly, was the driving force in my life for what does strength, power, or accomplishment uh, look like? And so, for me, you've you hit on something, which is often there is this unfair standard between what does strength look like, what does power look like, and. I focus more on that word with passion and power and that how you demonstrate passion every day for those people around you and how you engage in a positive way gives you this power. And so it's not power for power's sake, but instead demonstrate power or excuse me, passion, vision, and then pull people along. And that's where this kind of inner power and strength comes from.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for that. And thanks to your mom. That's awesome. Good stuff. So you know that we had Leo Butari on a few weeks ago to discuss Vistage and his new book, The Power of Peers. You are also involved with uh, a chair for Vistage CEO Peer Groups. Tell us about that experience and what you've witnessed in regard to the power of peers in action.
1: Well, so Leo's been out Doing uh, pushing this book, which talks about the power of peers, and I don't think there's a better example. There's certainly a bunch of examples of this happening in the real world, and so Vistage has been an organization that that works with CEO business owners anywhere from about a million to you know no real cap, but typically around 100 million, and they get together monthly as a group and serve as their own advisory board and. Uh, also have one-to-one coaching with the chair. So the chair is kind of the paid facilitator, keep the group going. Um, I love the analogy that everyone in the group has two hands on the wheel and the chair has one finger. They're kind of gently steering uh, where the group goes. And what happens in those groups is truly amazing. Over the last three years for me, a a local group here in Bloomington uh, of CEOs and business owners that serve as each other's advisors. So you're able to come into the group in a trusting, supporting environment um, and be challenged, pushed, held accountable in a way that I've never seen in my career. Uh, The trust built, the care, Vistage calls it care frontation. We look at each other in the way that says, here's where you said you're trying to go you're either getting there fantastic cheer or hey we're going to hold you accountable and push you in that direction and it it, of course we come as CEO business owners but who shows up are people and um, often We spend as much time on personal issues, what's going on in my life, what's affecting me that I can't be as effective as I want to be, uh, either professionally, personally, or both. And so we've handled a myriad of challenges of how do I get my brother out of the business, how do I... Um, You know, fire, hire, how do I handle relationships with my daughter who also works with me? How do I uh, double the size of the business this year? So there's a full range of challenge um, issue, and we look every month at issues and opportunities and focus on those biggest for the members, and it's just been an amazing couple years.
0: Well, as you know, the power of peer coaching with a master facilitator like yourself, David, is... It's just extraordinary and creating that safe space where you can talk about how the personal integrates with the professional and a really good opportunity for me to ask. One of your um, focuses in, in your business is helping those who run companies work fewer hours. And my goodness, this can be, we're all time starved, right? So this is something incredibly attractive to the millions of people listening. Tell us how we can work fewer hours and be more effective.
1: So uh, I really focus on a couple things that allow that. And first and foremost, as you've highlighted earlier in my words, is focus and intent. Too often, we we get caught up in, I'm going to put my swimsuit on, get in the deep end of the pool, and tread water. We, We don't instead say, where am I trying to go? What's most important today, this week, this month, this quarter? And so with a real intentional focus, I push each individual to say, what's most important right now? What's most important in your life? What's most important in your business? And are you spending the time? And that's certainly not a new idea. We've all struggled uh, with this whole time management. How do I spend my time? And for me, there was ahas early in my career, which is the, the list of to-dos never stops and is never ending. And if you're honest and frank with yourself, go, we'll never be done. And instead, it's how do I focus on what should be at the top of the list? Work on those that have the most impact and do that with real intent. So that's the first premise. And the second is surround myself with people organizationally that will do heavy lifting, that will be passionate about riding this wave with me, that will come to work dying to be there and excited to be there and passionate to be there and will move the needle, pull the rope with me. and. Too often, we become settlers like the new Dish Network commercial and we say, hey, this is who I have and this is what I have to have. And that's never the case. We have to challenge ourselves all the time to say, is this the group of people who I want to spend my time with and are going to get amazing, remarkable results? And so yeah,
0: I love we that have, concept, <laughs> that it takes a village, right? So great leaders are great leaders because they're empowered by other great leaders
1: on the team. Absolutely, and so I, I push those two things, which is, are you spending time and energy on what's most important, and do you have people who will help you get to that?
0: Excellent. So, David, you're an extraordinary speaker and highly sought after, and I know that one of your topics is called Bull Guides. Tell us about the Bull Guide.
1: So, actually, all of my topics, I frame and use this helping bulls or bull analogies throughout and for me first and foremost the world is split into three types of bulls we have this concept of bull with inner power and strength yet we find ourselves many days in the ring we're we're angry bitter disgruntled hurt bloodied or bulls that are led by the ring which we're waiting for direction we're helpless hapless uh, kind of -of run-of-the-mill on the cow path um going through the motions, or the third group is ringing the bell and that we are passionate, powerful, driven, celebrating life, looking at the moments that we should. And each of my topics, and I think I now have six or seven speaking topics, weave this throughout, talk about how you harness your own power and strength, how you come at the world in a ringing the bell way, and that um, that theme bull. Uh, metaphor is carried through each of mine so each of them have a bull guide title and it's been a a unique ride here the last couple years uh, really trying to and have successfully found ways to be on stages 20 to 30 times a year and um, for me part of life is also balance and I've had times where that number creeps up to four or five speaking engagements a month and I find that that doesn't work for me so Again, take some of my own medicine, which is: What is your definition of thriving? What does that look like? Uh, And what's the right mix between work life? And so, bull guide was the short answer, but there's more beyond it.
0: Good for you. Good for you. And it's true. We do have to remind ourselves. I think it's it's fascinating. We as coaches often do need to look in the mirror and practice what we preach. It's easy to dispel that or disperse that wonderful uh, wisdom, but we don't always live it ourselves. So thank you for reminding us how important that is. So David, you talk about the fact that you are a culture index licensee. Tell me more about that and what is the culture index?
1: So culture index is a simple answer, is a personality assessment and a tool used for hiring succession. And it's a tool that I started using about 15 years ago and up until a couple years ago, uh, hadn't used it again, so uh, that's not true, I used it for probably 10 years, had a five-year hiatus, and then invited a Culture Index licensee into our Vistage peer group, and he was an old friend, and he said, well, have you thought about becoming a licensee? And I, I really hadn't at all until he asked the question, and then a couple light bulbs went off that I've been pushing my uh, coaching clients, both Uh, individual and organizational to really focus on hiring and this tool is one of the best that I've found to do that. It simply assesses people, divides them into 18 standard profiles, looks at key personality traits, and from a coaching perspective helps align a strength-based focus. It helps us look at individuals, assess strength, and Have them focus on that strength. And so from then a hiring perspective, you can get people that match the key traits of the job you're hiring for. And then organizationally, make sure you get people into the right seats. That if you have people that bring power and passion to an area of your company, but you have them misplaced, sitting in the wrong seat, it's a great way to truly look at that and say, organizational inventory, here I have some people that that are wrong seats right people and, and allows you to move them from seat to seat.
0: That's brilliant, you know, uh, we know since we're on the front lines, recruiting and retention are the two big, biggest talent issues out in the world today and as you said, quite often we recruit great people into organizations, but they're in the wrong roles. so how wonderful to hear that. This is one of the ways that you're addressing that. So David, we've got a global audience listening and I'm sure a lot of them are very intrigued about what you do. Some of them may be future coachees, folks that you can help along their professional path. So tell us, what do you see as some common themes or issues or opportunities with your executive and organizational coaching so we can do some matching?
1: Well, certainly we've talked about some of that. It's, it's the ability to step out of your business, out of your day-to-day, and focus on instead of in. So we too often are just in the business, in our life, and not looking at that in an intentional, focused way. And there's no better opportunity than taking the time from an individual or organizational coaching perspective to step back, look bigger picture, step out of the deep end of the pool, treading water, and say, where am I trying to go? And all of my coaching starts with that. It's directional. It says, hey, let's define thriving. If you were to look three three to five years out, let's define thriving. And for me, that starts with three simple questions. I ask them, what do they want to do? What do they want to be? And what do they want to have? And almost always they come back and go, well, what do those mean? And I answer with simple, they're intentionally vague. You answer them. And what it defines is kind of the rails of where this person or organization want to go in the next three to five years and serves as the compass heading. And I then come back and say, if moving down this path and we're working together, we start to fall short. I feel like you're not being accountable. How do you want me to interact? How do you want this conversation to go? How strong or bold do you want me to hold you accountable for a lack of progress or wrong direction? And so it it again comes back to those early words we had in this conversation, which is focus and intent. What are you trying to accomplish what what makes you thrive and that's a neat word and i know you have it in some of your um words and it's an important it's an important word for us we're green and growing we're moving towards something and that with resolute we can say i'm thriving i'm content i'm excited about what tomorrow brings
0: david thank you so much for taking us back to the basic necessity of self-reflection i think quite often uh, people are so busy working and doing and achieving uh, that they don't give themselves that quiet time to consider what they want to do, who they want to be, and what they want to have. So thank you for that. Great words of wisdom. So you mentioned a little bit about this before, but let's just use this as a great way to wrap up. You are a fellow small business owner, and you know quite often we do need to look in the mirror and take our own medicine, as you said. So what are the things that you constantly remind yourself to coach yourself throughout this professional journey of yours?
1: Well, clearly it's for me, it's been the um, what's most important and am I engaging people that are important in my life in the right way? So it, it, it starts with the first premise of what's most important, what am I trying to accomplish, my own definition of thriving, and then the challenge every day of how am I engaging, how am I coming at the world, am I Focused on the person in front of me. Do they feel that? Do they know that and understand that? And that that hits me, you know, between the eyes every day. With four sons, with a wife, with three dogs. Um, It's and a host of coaching clients. And I I, I name the, the the family and those things first because they are first for me. And it's it's do I demonstrate that daily though? Is the real challenge for all of us. And so, what's most important? Am I moving and stepping toward that? What's my definition of thriving? And then the real challenge, and that's my thriving in the China shop component, is how am I engaging? How am I focused on the the other end of the conversation? Am I showing and demonstrating that passion toward them? And if I can, and if I, through my business coaching and other stuff, make my little small corner of the world a better place, then I'm moving directionally toward what I want.
0: David Quick, what a joy to have you on the show. You are the CEO of Helping Bulls Thrive in China Shops. My dear, tell us how we can follow you online. You've got a great website and you're very active in the social media world. How can we connect?
1: So uh, easiest is uh, www.helpingbulls.com. I'm at the same for Twitter and LinkedIn. If you if you search for Helping Bulls, you'll find me. Uh, email is dave at helpingbulls.com.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. I am so thrilled that you were able to share your wisdom and expertise with our viewers today, and I wish you continued success.
1: Thank you very much. I really enjoyed being here today.
0: And I want to thank all of you for tuning into Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default career and life satisfaction is possible and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. My show is now available on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, and Stitcher. Leave a comment because I always appreciate hearing from my listeners. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.